Rebirth is often glorified as this beautiful process. And yet the reality of rebirth is that it is messy and it can leave you feeling deeply confused about your life. In this episode of Potent Truth, I share what it's really like to undergo a process of death and rebirth. Tune in and learn why rebirth is different from transformation. How to navigate the confusion that comes with living from a blank slate and why the vision doesn't matter as much as your desires matter. I now have one more opening for one-on-one coaching and mentorship. This is a six-month journey where I will guide you through your own death and rebirth process. Through this process, you will cultivate a deep understanding of who you truly are, so you can begin leading your life with intimacy and integrity. If you're ready to dive deep into your journey, apply today at rubyframon.com forward slash let's talk. My book, Potent Leadership, is available on Amazon and Audible. Make sure you grab the book at potentleadership.com. And whether you are a loyal listener or you're brand new to the podcast, please take a moment to download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Every single download, rating, and review helps get this podcast out to more people around the globe. Now, let's talk about rebirth. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, changemakers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremon, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Rebirth. To be born again. To reawaken to one's truth. As I mentioned in the last episode, this is the process that I have been in over the past four years. It's been one long, massive death cycle, followed by what is now the rebirth cycle. And we hear a lot about death and rebirth in the personal development and spiritual growth space. A lot of people are talking about death and rebirth. These are not terms that are unfamiliar. And yet what I have found through my own personal process and through witnessing the process of my clients who are also undergoing similar events is that the death and rebirth process isn't often, it doesn't happen like they say it happens. It's not often beautiful and uplifting. It is 
more often than not, filled with grief of what we are letting go of. It's messy. It's uncertain. And it can rock you to your core. It feels like the rug was lifted from beneath your feet and you have no idea what to expect. And I think it's important for us to talk about the reality of death and rebirth and what that feels like, the reality of allowing our egos to die and allowing ourselves to be reborn. Because how it is pictured in the online space, how it's pictured in the spiritual space is glorified. And it's not often that. It's such a profound journey to be reborn, to feel reborn. And just like death, as I shared in the last episode, (laughs) the process of being reborn, the process of being rebirth is messy as fuck. Just like real physical births. It's uncertain. It can be messy. It can be scary. It can be exhausting. It can be exhilarating. It can be all of those things all at once. It's important to not view the rebirth process solely through the lens of what you see online. Because much of what you see online is an illusion. It's important to really allow ourselves to, just like the death cycle, to be with the rebirth. And a true rebirth, it doesn't happen when we ask for it. I see so many people saying, oh, I just really want to feel reborn. I really just want to start over. Well, in order to start over, you must allow those parts of you to die. That death cycle has to happen. We must Allow those protective mechanisms, the false identities, the personas that we've picked up, the behaviors, the habits, the, the everything that we thought ourselves to be, we have to let those pieces of ourselves die. And so there is a journey to go through in order to be reborn. We must first complete our death cycle before we can embark on the cycle of rebirth And something else that needs to be made clear is that rebirth isn't simply a transformation. So throughout our lives, throughout our journeys, we're going to go through multiple opportunities for transformation. We're going to go through multiple phases and chapters in our lives where we are transformed, where we create shifts, where we change, where we adopt new beliefs. Yet a rebirth is something totally different. It's what comes after the death process, the death of our ego, the dark night of the soul, the the loss of all that we once held meaningful in our lives, which no longer holds meaning. That is the opportunity for a rebirth. And that is what I'm speaking to today. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've experienced at least one of these cycles in your life. What's important to note, and I've said this in past episodes, uh, the dark night, death, rebirth, these are things that don't just necessarily happen once. We can experience these things in our life multiple times. There are going to be opportunities where you have the choice to transform. And then there are going to be times in your life where 
you find those pieces of you dying and it's not by choice. For example, the last four years of my life, this long, grueling death, dark night chapter. Yes, I definitely started the ball rolling on this by first sitting in my plant medicine ceremonies, by choosing to offer myself the opportunity to create change because I realized that things were not working. What I could never prepare myself for was how much I had to let go of in order for me to come back in touch with my truth, in order for me to realign with my truth, and in order for me to truly begin to understand and see and feel the truth of who I am beneath the masks, beneath the the facades, beneath the false personas that I'd been wearing. And so that desire that I had in 2018 of wanting to create change, of wanting to experience a different reality, of wanting to feel better in my life, that spun me into a series of events that led me through this death cycle, the deep letting go of all that I thought I was in order to get to that place that I truly desired, the rebirth. And yet many people want to rush to the rebirth process. They just want to be reborn. They just want a blank slate to create from. But what I'm telling you is you need to clear that slate. You need to allow it to be cleared. You need to let go, release, and allow those pieces of you to dissipate, which again is a a really deep process filled with grief, filled with letting go, filled with the, the most profound depth of surrender that you'll ever experience in your life. You must go through that in order to get to the phase of rebirth. This is exactly where I find myself today. Closing out a long four-year death cycle while in the beginning stages of this rebirth. And yet here I am still feeling uncertain. And again, Death and rebirth is often portrayed very differently online and in books. But the reality of it is when we let go of all that we once thought we were, yes, we are left with a blank slate, but that blank slate is filled with uncertainty. So while we have this beautiful blank slate to paint from, we can be left feeling really confused about what paints to use. The blank slate really marks this new chapter in my life. And for those of you going through a rebirth through your lives, and it's filled with infinite possibilities. And it's awaiting that fresh paint for you to paint. Now, most people want you to believe that this blank slate, that this rebirth process is one that is joyous. It's one that we can celebrate out loud. And again, going back to the online space, we see a lot of people talking about the death and rebirth cycle, declaring 
that they've gone through this death and they've gone through this rebirth. And yet the process itself is not always joyous. We usually feel the joy once we've completed the process, but not during it. And yes, this includes the rebirth process because there's so much uncertainty because of this blank slate. Rebirth is essentially the beginning of something brand new. It's something that has yet to be designed. And yet it's also the beginning of more of your truth to be seen, to come to the surface. Death and rebirth, these are dualistic in nature. And as with everything in our world, we have duality. Death holds the darkness and rebirth holds the light. And yet neither is good or bad. They both just are. It's us in our human nature that really place the meaning on death and rebirth. And often we see death as the bad thing, like the things that we need to kill off, let's kill off and then let's be reborn. And that's the good thing. But again, it's, it's not that simple. There are many nuances within death. We do have light and within rebirth, we do have darkness. They work together. They are dualistic in nature. We have one, we have the other. And we can't have one without the other. So you cannot be reborn without the death cycle. And you cannot go through your death cycle without being reborn again. This is why if you're in this rebirth process, if you're in this death cycle, you may feel really confused or even misunderstood because of what you see around you, because of how this cycle and these cycles have been portrayed for so long. Not enough people actually talk about what it truly feels like to be in that process and the confusion that it can bring. Not clarity, the confusion. The confusion that it brings with you, again, is due to this blank slate. It's due to the losing of all that you thought you were, all that you thought you stood for, all that you thought you believed. And now all of a sudden, there's this vast somethingness. It's not a nothingness, it's a somethingness, but a somethingness that you have yet to discover or uncover about yourself. It's like you're meeting yourself for the first time. Anything is possible and everything is possible. (laughs) There are no certainties other than your truth, than my truth. That's what happens in the rebirth process. And as I shared in episode 268, during our death cycle, we shed layers of all that we thought we were. We shed these old paradigms. We shed these old belief systems. We, we shed the way in which we viewed ourselves or held ourselves in the world. All the things that we once held meaningful, those things we let go of. And so that helps bring us closer to our core, to our truth the shedding of these layers. And as we get closer to our core, we start to understand who we are beneath the masks, beneath the performances, beneath the protective mechanisms and the false personas that we choose to wear. And as someone who deeply knows my truth and, and wrote a book on this called Potent Leadership, I always tell my clients, there's always more to uncover. I strongly believe that this journey that we are on as human beings, this journey called life, this is really a journey of 
us deeply understanding who we are. The reason why we can go through multiple death and rebirth cycles in our lifetime is because with each day that we live, we are subjected to the possibility of a new trauma, of a new experience that creates trauma, of a new experience that imprints us with new beliefs. And those new beliefs and those new protective mechanisms then give rise to this new layer. And so we're constantly walking through life subjected to the possibility of new armor, of new layers, which means that there's always more of us to shed. And often we'll just reach periods of our life where that shedding process becomes super necessary. So it's important to understand that especially when you're listening to me speak about this and you're thinking to yourself, well, doesn't she always preach about knowing your truth and knowing your potency? Yes. And there's always more to uncover. There's always more to learn about oneself. And I'm humble enough to share that I don't know everything, that I know who I am today, right now, but I may not be as clear in the next few years or in the next few moments. And that's the beauty of this. And that's the messiness that I speak of. That's the lack of clarity that I speak to. It's not always crystal clear. It's not always this beautiful identity that you just get to step into. Being reborn is not an identity that you put on like the false personas. Being reborn is becoming closer to your truth and living from that place of sheer alignment. Now, I remember my first real death and rebirth process. And if you've been listening to me for a while or following me for a while, you've, you've heard this story, but it was 2012. And I was an addict at the time, didn't know it. I had just ended a very abusive relationship. And I didn't recognize who I saw in the mirror. I didn't know myself. I had gotten myself to a place in my life where I was living life according to a certain set of beliefs and living life as a certain persona that I had chosen to wear, all to keep myself feeling safe and loved. But that breakup was really the beginning, the initiation for this death cycle to bring me face to face to the woman in the mirror that I didn't recognize. Shortly following that, I ended up getting a massive head injury followed by concussion and post-concussion syndrome. And that was really the climax of that death cycle. It brought me face to face with a choice. I can choose to resist the letting go process, the shedding of the identities that I need to shed, the shedding of the who I was to uncover who I be. And I can prolong my suffering And truly, up until that point in 2012, my entire life was just a series of sufferings. Or I could choose to allow, to surrender, to let those parts of me die off, to humble myself enough to be open to the letting go process and to see who I am 
beneath all of those protective mechanisms. So from there, I really allowed myself to go through the shedding process and it was really painful. I lost a lot of friends. I let go of a lot of people in my life. I changed every aspect of my life, which again, there's a lot of grieving that comes with that because you start to feel like you don't fit in anywhere. The the places where you once fit in, you no longer fit in. The things that you once liked, you no longer liked. The things that you once held meaningful no longer hold meaning. I had no idea who I was. There I was around 30 years old, realizing that I had lived my entire life trying to keep myself feeling safe. But it was through the shedding of all of these layers that I gained the power to really see that light within me, to really get get a glimpse of my truth. My rebirth at that time was clear and messy. I had no idea who I was becoming, and yet I was really clear on who I was letting go of. And that's the messiness again. We can be clear on one thing and unclear on the other, and that's okay. I felt like at that time, I finally had the opportunity to redesign my life, to redesign myself, but not from a place of performance or from a place of um, insecurity or trying to keep myself safe, but from a place of, of really knowing who I am and knowing what I want. And when I say what I want, I mean, what is it that I deeply desire? Not the shallow aspects of what we want in life, but what is it that I deeply desire in life? What do I, how do I desire feeling? How do I desire really being in my life? That death cycle was filled with so much grief. But I allowed my ego and my self-image to die. And honestly, I was just scared because I knew who I was letting go of at that time. I was really clear. I was I was the nightlife promoter. I was well-known, well-liked. People knew me. I had this image of myself that oozed a sense of quote-unquote fame. So I knew who I was letting go of, but I didn't know who I was stepping into. I didn't know who I was birthing and becoming through all of the unbecoming. And that's the scary part of the death and rebirth process, which is similar to where I find myself today. Yet this current rebirth was something that, like I honestly did not see this shit coming. Throughout this four year long death cycle, I have had so many moments where the light has shown in and I've said to myself, wow, here it is. Here's my rebirth. I've had those glimpses of the rebirth and yet I'll, I'll get sucked back into the dark night. It's like God is saying, no, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. And each of those moments when I got sucked back in, I honestly didn't believe that there was more of me to let go of. I really didn't think that. Like, have you ever thought to yourself, how much more do I have left to surrender? How much more do I have left to let go of? 
that was me throughout the last two years of this four-year death cycle experience, just on my knees in prayer. Okay, God, how much more of me do I have left to surrender? I prayed to God to strip me down. I prayed to God to help me let go of the things that I was resisting. Because even though I wasn't clear on what it was that I needed to let go of, I was clear that there was a piece of me resisting the process, which was why I felt really stuck in that dark night. And again, that's the suffering that we create. I was begging for all these things to happen, to just be completely raw, to be stripped down, to be egoless. And, and that's not how this works. As much as I believe in sovereignty, as much as I believe in empowerment, as much as I believe that we are in control, there's also so much that we are not in control of. And I truly believe that there's a time to own our power and there's also a time for us to humble ourselves while leaning into the presence of God and His plan. And I, as I shared this in the last episode, the more that we attempt to speed up our death process, the more that we attempt to rush that process, the more suffering we create. So it's always best to lean in, to lean on. And the death and rebirth process, what you have to understand is the death rebirth process is a godly one. It is divinely led and it's meant to show us who we are by stripping us of all that we think we are. That's really important to understand. And so we must allow that stripping down process to happen, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how much grief it creates, no matter how much we mourn. Because when we start to let go of those layers, we start to become closer to our core truth. What's been the most interesting for me throughout this death and rebirth process is how sacred and internal it has felt. Now, very early on in my career as a coach, 2014, 2015, I got into the habit of sharing everything online. I was holding very little sacred. But this process, the last four years, has pulled me away from the stages, from the screens, and pulled me inwards to really honor the sacred process that I am in. And it hasn't really felt like something that I want to scream from the rooftops or share. I haven't actually wanted to share up until now. It really just feels like I am currently in the nesting phase the nesting process for the birth of my truth. And that to me is so sacred. And again, when I say truth, I mean my truth as I know it right now, where I stand today, stripped down from this recent death cycle. The lack of clarity that I'm currently experiencing, and trust me, there is a lot of lack of clarity. <laughs> I am very unclear. Really, it has to do with how things will look and not how things will feel. And this is where most people get really, really confused. Our society has 
placed a lot of importance on how things need to look on designing strategies, on designing the vision board, on designing the, the, the physical aspects of how we want things to look with not enough focus on how we want to feel and what we truly desire. What's really incredible about the death process is it gets you closer to that, which you truly desire. So all those things that you once thought you desired, that's stripped away. And that brings you closer to what you truly desire. For example, for me, and this is in my book, Potent Leadership, but I really thought I desired the big stages, the all eyes on me. I truly thought I desired that. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I'm good at it. I'm good at hosting big events. I'm really great at speaking on stages. It's a talent. And what I have uncovered through this death and rebirth process is that's something that I'm good at, but it's not what I deeply desire. What I desire at the deepest level is to really truly connect with someone to, to serve from the depths of my spirit, from the depths of my soul and my heart. So that doesn't always have to look like 100 people, 200 people, 500 people in a room that I'm speaking to. That can look like me working with someone one-on-one. That is what I desire. We obsess so much over how we want our lives to look, how we want our businesses to look. And we don't spend enough time on how we want to feel. And the death and rebirth process brings us to that place. It recenters us. It realigns us. What becomes crystal fucking clear after the death cycle is how you feel and what you desire, like I shared. And after this death cycle... I'm super clear on my desire to cultivate more depth in my life, more intimacy in my business, a deeper and more profound sense of servitude within my work. And I'm also super clear on how I feel best. I always feel best in my own lane, doing my own thing, paying no attention to what the world around me is doing. I feel best when I'm in service. I feel happiest when I serve. I feel happiest when I'm playing my instruments. I feel I feel most fulfilled when I'm sitting in ceremony and facilitating ceremony. And I feel most expansive when I'm outside in nature. So how will this impact how my business and my life looks? I have no idea. Again, how things look is not important. We've been programmed to believe that that's important, but that's not the important piece because how things will look will unfold naturally the more that you follow what it is that you deeply and most profoundly desire. So for example, right now in this rebirth process, while things are still unclear, I've decided only to focus on the parts of my business that feel really aligned and I'm going to let go of the rest. I've decided only to focus on the relationships that feel nourishing and let go of the rest. I've decided to devote my time and energy towards things that really feel good to me, even if they make no sense, like playing my instruments, learning new instruments and cultivating more tools to support my love for sitting and facilitating ceremony. This, this is something that I desire How it's going to look, I don't know. But the point I'm trying to make is that rebirth does not provide the certainty for how your life is going to look. 
but it does provide a greater, deeper depth, a greater knowledge of who you truly are. And that is what matters. When you lead from that place, the place of knowingness, the place of knowing your truth, of understanding yourself at such a deep and profound level, the, the path before you starts to become clear. It starts to lay itself down brick by brick. You no longer have to focus on planting those bricks ahead of time. You just allow. So if you find yourself in this death and rebirth process, wherever you are in the process, choose to be with it. Choose to humble yourself enough to know that you don't know. You may not know who you are. Choose to humble yourself enough to lean into God and to let things be stripped, to let yourself be stripped down until you can actually come face to face with your truth. Allow the process to be messy and stop trying to control it or to make it look a certain way. And don't rush the process because all you're doing is prolonging your suffering. Again, death and rebirth are dualistic in nature. So if you find yourself in a dark night and in a death cycle, know that rebirth is coming. So with that grace that you can offer yourself in knowing that rebirth is coming, just be in the death cycle. Allow it to take place. Allow it to unfold. And if you're in the rebirth process right now and feeling super confused, Allow it to be so. Focus on what you've now uncovered about yourself. Focus on what you desire. And the path will become clear. Your rebirth is a process that isn't meant to be controlled. It is God-led. It is divinely guided. So allow it to lead you. And honor that rebirth process. And if you're seeking someone to guide you through this death and rebirth process, reach out. I've just opened one more spot for a one-on-one client to join me through a journey, a journey to help you navigate this death and rebirth cycle with grace, with compassion towards self, so that you may reclaim your truth and live from that place. So if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, just head to rubyframon.com forward slash let's talk. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Potent Truth, where I'm taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. I now have one more opening for one-on-one coaching and mentorship. This is a six-month journey where I'll guide you through your own death and rebirth process. Through this process, you will cultivate a deep understanding of who you truly are, so you can begin leading your life with intimacy and integrity. If you're ready to dive deep into your journey, apply today at rubyframon.com forward slash let's talk. And if you have yet to grab your copy of my book, Potent Leadership, just head to potentleadership.com and grab yours today. You can also download Potent Leadership on Audible. Be sure to download a few episodes of Potent Truth and drop a rating and review on iTunes. All downloads, ratings, and reviews help get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. 
And be sure to connect with me on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby. You can also text hashtag potent truth to one seven eight one three three six zero one six zero to start receiving weekly potent reminders. Thank you so much for being part of the potent truth community. And finally, check back on Monday for a brand new episode. Aho family.